Welcome, time travelers. Here we are. Matt Anderson. Daniel Butcher. Live from the Butcher household, about to do a day of fun. That's right. We're both on Christmas break, and we're just going to be going comic shopping, comic reading. But to kick off the day, let's do a little Christmas present exchange. A little Hollywood uh, holiday cheer, my friend. So you just brought two things for me. Well, this you bought. Okay, I bought that. Yeah. I bought you. So remind me of this. I bought you a Civil War or something. You, so you bought me one of the Shield variant covers. I have to find it, I guess. Yeah, you do. I, well, we're going to my house later today. Okay. Yeah. I, so it's in there somewhere. It's the one that I'm missing because <laughs> I, I didn't buy it because you bought it. I'm sure I have it. I just don't know where it is. Yeah. Well, well I'll find I, it. I, I need it. Okay. So this the it. one I. So I got you Star Wars Seven because you told me to get you Star Wars Seven. Okay. Yeah. Obi Wan. And, and then we do the switch. But I already pulled out the digital code and sent it to yep, you. Yep. I remember reading it. And you were less than thrilled. Well, it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to have the the actual copy. So thanks for that. Okay. Well, uh, again, that was just a transaction. And then what's this other one that you have? Okay. Uh, there's another comic for you. Okay. Because you need to read this today. I need to read it today. Well, yes. Why? What's that? It's Vader Down number one. So what? Uh, so Darth Vader looks like a little. So what is Vader Down? Is this a miniseries? It is. Well, it's a miniseries. It's a crossover between Star Wars and Vader. Okay. And this is the first installment, oh. which was done as a standalone. Okay. Though again, it, when it ends, you go to. The Part two next. So you read it and you liked it. I did. I'll read it next to you today. So because and if you get really excited, I'll pull out the iPad and I can pull out the next two installments. Well, here, maybe I should take something out that I got for you, just so we can mix it up here a little bit. So I don't have it wrapped as nice as you, but one thing that I have in here for you is something you know about, and one thing I have in here you don't know about. This is what you know about. Yes, Secret Wars number eight. It's a variant cover, and it. You know, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it looks kind of like the original Secret Avengers, but I don't think it is, technically. We got Captain America on the cover here with a, a variant shield. But we got Tasky in it. He's facing Taskmaster. We got Black Widow. Who's this? Do you think that's Sabretooth? It could be. And back here, we got Kraven and Black Panther. Yeah, so it's a variant cover. You haven't read Secret Wars 8 yet. No, because DCBS. Yeah. So I have to wait till like, January. Yeah. Sorry. But but today I get to read it. So on this episode, though, on this hodgepodge episode of Our Day of Fun, we're going to be doing our review on Secret Wars so far. Works for me. I think. I have opinions. All right. So this is just going to be, we'll just be talking later. So that's so while you're reading that today, I'll be reading Vader Down, number one. True. All right. Here's another thing I got for you. Now, you don't know about this. And speaking of variant covers, I think you own this comic, but not this variant. Uh-oh. Here we go. I do not own Quake number one, this variant cover. It is one I do not have. Well, see, we were talking on the phone one day, and I was asking you, do you want this? And you said, no, I got a different one. So I was like, you know what? He needs this one, too. I, it's pretty awesome. It's got Quake quaking. So it's nice. Yeah. I like it. And it just says Quake. It doesn't have the same sort of uh, cover that all the other ones had that had the shield piece on it. It makes her the uh, centerpiece. Who, who did this? I don't know, but I know you talked about this on Welcome to Level 7, but you've been collecting all these different variants for all the different S.H.I.E.L.D. comics that have been coming out. Do well, you... I, I got, not for all of them, but for the, the 50th anniversary, yeah. I got the action figure covers. Oh my gosh, those are awesome. Because Coulson was on one of the covers. Yeah. So, I'm so kind of... I, for myself, bought the Quake action figure cover on the same day but th those are the only ones i was able to get i really i oh mean i'd love to have the full i story. was hoping this was the tedesco cover it's not i'm oh, sorry which one is it who is it yeah i don't know okay because uh, they just give us a list 
Here, I think you'll yeah. be less excited about this than uh-huh. I am, but I think I need to introduce you to something that we've oh, talked about. I know exactly what this is. Yeah. So yeah. you ordered You even something. know what the story is on You this. ordered something twice. Is that right? Is that I, what this is? I did. I ordered something twice through Amazon. Let me unwrap it. Because I forgot that I pre-ordered it. Oh, yep. This is it. But but it's very exciting to me because it is... The original Suicide Squad by John Ostrander. It's the trade, the new one that just came out, and it collects issues. Let me see if I can find how many... The first eight issues of the 1980s run, as well as Secret Origins number 14. So, yeah, I've never read this ever. And it's John Ostrander... Awesomely good goodness. Are you ever going to do uh, a comic book time machine episode on this trade? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Because I could I, call in with some feedback. You could. You could. <laughs> I'm just excited because in my next DCBS order, I'm actually getting number two. Oh, wow. Have you read this then since you got it? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I was very pleased. But now this is the challenge. Okay, the challenge. Yeah. So I think you know, you know based on the box size what this problem yes. is. Yes. Now, we decided that we were going to do... A pop, a Funko Pop exchange, you and me. Yeah. And we're, we're about to surprise each other. So why don't I open mine first, and then I'll give you the one that I have in the box here for Okay. You. So no, I idea, no so idea what I'm this nervous. could be. I'm nervous because you told me that you, uh, you know, you're hired to buy for when it comes to pops. Well, it's due. Oh, my gosh. You you actually got me a different one. I thought you were... Dude, I'm sneaky. Oh, my gosh. I, it was my challenge to get you one that I thought you didn't have, but you would love. Well, I bought you the one that I thought you were going to give me, so we could give each other the same one. Aquaman. It's a Christmas miracle. It's Aquaman. <laughs> what? I didn't know we were actually doing this. Now I have to get you a different one. Here, no, no we're good. Uh, so I have right here Captain Cold from the Flash TV show. Okay, listeners, you don't know, but off the air... Daniel and I both ordered Aquaman on Amazon on the same day, and I thought we were just exchanging those. Well, there's a problem. What? You didn't get yours yet? No, I have mine. But the problem is, keep talking. Okay. So I, when I opened up Captain Cold here from Flash, I was shocked because I'm, I, I also want to keep my Aquaman. <laughs> because there's an Aquaman in this box. Oh my gosh! It's a giant box. It's my son's main Christmas present. Oh. He wants it very, very much, but they shipped them together. Oh, and no. the minute I open this box, it's going to be difficult to hide what okay. it is. Okay, I understand. So I didn't open the uh, box. Well, I have to get you a different pop, a no, Funko Pop now. Because it's not an exchange. If if you get me two and I keep... Wait. If you get one and I get two, that's the opposite of an exchange. I'm uh, just a giving guy, buddy. Just a giving guy. All right, well, it's okay because I do have something else for you. But is there... This is for Lily. So I got one last thing for you, and now you keep talking. But stand over here because I can't wait till you see what it is. Oh, this is making me nervous. This is the grand finale. You don't have anything else for me, right? No, okay. I'm really nervous that he's not going to like Vader down. He's going downstairs into my basement, which has me concerned. My dog is standing there. If you hear barking, it's because Matt's terrifying him. All right, here I come. Okay, here he comes. He has a giant piece of cardboard. I'm nervous. It's a picture. I'm I'm hoping it's a picture of Matt. On the count of three, we're going to turn this around. You're going to see what this is. Okay. One, two, three. Howling <laughs> Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Giant poster. This is huge. That is massive. I ben, Ben, you're going to be upset. No, the wife won't let me put that there. No. This is the Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the recent Marvel title. It's, the, it's basically a huge poster of I think it's issue uh, number one. Uh, issue number one, yeah. 
So, so a man, I have a man thing poster bin, and you don't. Yeah, just imagine the Agents of Shield, but also some monster Agents of Shield all together. Dugan Sitwell. That's hilarious. There it is. I didn't even know they made that. I know I didn't either, and I saw it, and I thought I have to buy this. So it's been in my trunk for like two weeks. I've been trying to hide it from everybody. That's hilarious. Yeah, so there it is. But my wife will not let me put it there next to the family pictures. Well, what about your office? Should we? Uh, we'll have to figure out where the size fits. Here, let's bring the, let's bring the mobile recorder. Let's go walk over to Daniel's See, she, office. She has a preference. And by the way, the, the office is currently a mess. See, the wife's preference, it's not going to fit here because I, oh, no. you can see in this corner what we have. Hey, that, that's cool. Where'd you get that from? Um, Hobby Lobby. Nice. It's a Captain America collage. It's got uh, 16 classic uh, Captain America covers, including my favorite Steranko cover of all time. Whoa. Right there, buddy. All right, third from the left on the top row. Yeah, it's the Captain America Hydra all around. But in my wife's perfect world, as Matt can see, there's a bookshelf here. Mm-hmm. And so I know where the Captain America's at. But no one else can see but it. But no one else can see it. I haven't been in this room for a while. You've got, you've got a nice collection growing for your for your uh, maybe, well, trades and hardcovers. Yeah, right there. Maybe I can convince her right there. Yeah, don't forget to take out. I started taking off the price a little bit, but you want to take yeah. that off. So she you. might let it be behind the door. You could take the plastic off even if you wanted. I could. <laughs> but behind the door maybe where she will want it. Oh, you! Oh, I see you have the Deadpool chimichanga truck here. I do. That's very nice. I do. See, part of the problem, my office is a mess because of all the presents. So for like, Christmas time, yeah. Shh, I'm not supposed to know about this one. This is a present for you. What? She bought that for you? That's a great wife. Do you want to say talk about what it is it's or the not? The Agent Coulson Lola Pop. Wow. That's so. pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of want to explore your office a little bit off the air. See, I think the thing is, is maybe I need help, Matt. I need to reorganize because I'm getting to the point where I've got enough of these bigger pops. Yeah. I need to know. Again, she bought me this. Job of the Hutt, Slave Leia, and Salicious wow. Crumb. What's, she bought that. What's under there? It's uh, Dewback and Stormtrooper. Okay. But I'm getting to the point, and I, as you can tell, my Batmobile, Batman too. I've got that one. They're all still in the boxes. Yeah. Are you the kind of person that likes to keep them in the boxes? I haven't decided, because I had been taking them out. Yeah. So, like, my May is still in its box. I think yeah. she's going to come out, because okay. my Aquaman is going to come out of her his box. So is it, so you're just going to keep your Aquaman, and I'll keep the one that I bought for you? Yeah, because box. I'm not opening okay. this box. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, I'll open this box in two days when this gets wrapped. So... Hey, I love these. I'm looking at your, your you have Figment issue number two there with a, an action figure cover. I'm digging Marvel's action figure covers right now. I, I again, I got all the Shield ones. I've been getting these. We got Marvel team up with Shang Chi, Black Widow, and Nick Fury. Yeah, and I Spider Man. I think I was actually with you when I got this. Where did you get that from? In October, because uh, I was missing one, so I hadn't read it yet. This is the one that I need to read next. You got some good stuff happening in here. Yeah, well, this is a fun room. I try, and uh, soon I'm going to have the Howling Commandos of Shield. Right up there. Right so up. is it is it everything you thought it would be? It's everything I thought it would be. <laughs> well, thank you for my surprise pop. Hey, I, do you have Aquaman and the others? Uh, I have... No, I gave it to you. Remember? I got it signed for you and gave it to you. What do you got there? Wait a minute. This is my signed one. Wait, this is a hardcover, though. Yeah. You have two copies of, of Trade One? Of the others. Oh, no, no, not a trade one of the original Aquaman story. Oh, I do have. Oh, yes, I do have that. Okay, now I won't give you that. Though. No, I th that what you're holding, I got for you. 
You can't, I know. You I was going to get it back. No. Now I have this one. What's this one? The signed? Uh, it is not signed by Pelletier. It is signed by uh, Parsons and uh, Reese. Oh, how, where did you get it signed at? At the uh, Gepetti or the, the, the Diamond Museum in Baltimore. Regular price. Wait, when did you go to Baltimore? Last spring. Oh, okay. It was a, We had a whole interview at the end of uh, Welcome to Level 7. Okay. But I picked that up for myself because it was interviewed. and I mean, it was autographed, and I just need to, you know, just get Jeff Johns to sign it. You know? That would be amazing. If Jeff Johns would be willing to sign it. <sighs> well, I do like Captain Cold. Man, I was so surprised. Like that, uh, the whole, pretty I much... felt like you left me a challenge because you're like, I've got over this many. I get the ones that I want. It's pretty hard. So yeah. I had to do some searching. I mean, when I opened that present up, so I pretty much knew almost everything that I was getting from you other than Vader down. And I was assuming this pop as I was opening it was going to be Aquaman. And something, as I was opening it, I was like, wait, is this not Aquaman? Oh, crap. But the Aquamans, <laughs> let's be honest, we've been waiting for Aquaman. Oh, man. For... So the deal with this Funko Pop Aquaman is, for whatever reason, it was discontinued. And they were like 70 80 bucks on Yeah, it was crazy. On Amazon. Fans. They finally went down to 13 which is still a couple bucks more expensive than the rest, but whatever. Yeah. So, guess what? Do you want to hear something interesting about this? Please tell me you don't have it. I don't. Yes! <laughs> I don't have it. So, it's Captain Cold from the Flash TV show, but my, my sister just asked me what she should get me for Christmas, and I said, the Flash pop. So, what if we have Flash and Captain Cold right next to each other? Okay, so now I feel good about that, because I almost bought the Flash one. But I said, he's he's told me he gets the ones that he wants. Yeah. He's probably got it. I don't have it yet. So who knows? So th- this is going to be great. And who doesn't like Captain Cold? Uh, Captain Cold's awesome. He's going to get his own show. And, and did you ever watch Prison Break? No. So the actor, I like him from Prison Break, too. So, well, should we shut this down right now? We'll read some comics. Secret come, Wars! Secret Wars! We'll come back, talk about Secret Wars. I'm going to be reading uh, a little Vader down. We can talk about that if we want. And uh, just having a day of fun. This is a hodgepodge episode. Secret Wars! Secret Wars! And we're back. We both read some things. I want to talk longer about Secret Wars, so do you mind if I talk about Star Wars first? Yeah, go ahead. All right, well, everybody, just read Star Wars Vader Down, issue one. It takes place uh, around the same timeline as the current Marvel Star Wars series, as well as the current Marvel... Darth Vader series. I haven't read. It takes place exactly in that. Yeah. The Darth Vader issue before Vader Down ends. Okay. And it will then directly lead into this. Okay. The, the, goes... the, the reason he's going the place that he's going is because he found some stuff in the Vader series. Okay. So I've read the first trade of the 2015 Star Wars by Marvel, but I have not read the first trade of Darth Vader, which actually is here with me today. I thought this would be something I could read if you and I have some extended reading time. Uh, but. With, even with that being said, I still love this one. It look, it's kind of interesting. Vader has sort of his own evil crew. My favorite part about it, which was a surprise because I haven't read the first trade of Darth Vader, was that he has an evil version of C-3PO and an evil version of R2-D2. And he has his own sidekick, who I don't know anything about. Afra, who's just awesome. Okay. She is... Is she Force-sensitive? She is not Force-sensitive. She's okay. super smart, super young. Why does he have a sidekick? Um, because he needs an agent to help him on his mission that he doesn't really want to talk about much with the Emperor, which is find this kid who blew up the Death Star. Because he, it sounds like at this point in the story, even though it's before Empire Strikes Back, before the audience knows, 
Darth Vader is already aware that Luke is his son. Yeah, he's he's getting a suspicion at the very least that, okay. the Sky, that there's a Skywalker involved. Okay. So, I thought this was a really strong issue uh, written by Jason Aaron. The art was awesome. The characterization of those original actors was great. It looks just like them. I, uh, that's important to me. I don't know if that's important to you. When I, I, it, Darth Vader, as Ben often says, is hard to draw. Yeah. And, uh, again, Mike DeDito. I love DeDito. Um, yeah. Jason was... Aaron, Aaron. Now, the thing you got to be aware of is that they're going to alternate now. They're going to yeah. alternate between authors. Well, so but they do. They they mesh together. Even though I like this issue a lot, I five stars for sure, I'd probably wait to read the whole series until it's in trade because I don't think I want to buy each of those individual issues. But are you buying each of the? I am because I just can't stop Star Wars. Yeah. I, I've been tempted to move to trades on it, but I just, I might want, if I do to go to trades, I'll probably double dip. Okay. So I haven't read, uh, I also got from the library along with the Darth Vader trade one. I have the Princess Leia first trade. Haven't read that yet, but I did read Shattered Empire and I wasn't impressed with that. That takes place after Return of the Jedi, just a four issue series. So I read every one of the Force Awakens books, yeah. uh, prelude to the Force Awakens, and Shattered Empire is probably the second best out of that. Uh, maybe the but third. But did you like maybe it, actually? Third. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Well, nothing special. I gave it a two, I think. And not because I hated it. It just was like, blah, to me. I, I think that we got the impression that Shattered Empire was going to tell us a whole bunch of stuff about our original trilogy characters. Yeah. And none of those series really tell us a whole bunch about what happened. I mean, some of those prelude. Uh, I mean, like the Luke Skywalker kids book literally happens after the Battle of Yavin. Okay. So we get no hints of where future Luke is. Okay. So listeners, I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, <gasps> you're a big fan of geek culture. So I'm sure you've seen Star Wars The Force Awakens by now. With that being said, a little bit of spoilers coming up next. Well, and I'll try to get... I think my opinion I can do with well minimal spoilers. I want to tell you something because I'm not sure if you picked up on it since you read it pre the movie. I read Shared Empire after I saw the movie. Okay. And, you know, the female who's basically the lead? Mm-hmm. Do you know how she's connected to one of our new characters? No. Get this. It's Poe's mom. What? Yes. And the kid that she keeps talking about is named Poe. Oh, you're running to get your issues? <laughs> I it it's like a brief mention, maybe two times. So sorry, I had to yell down the hall there for Daniel who left the room. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, so uh, the I don't know her name is, but the female pilot is Poe's mom. Uh, I'm looking. So I love the Force Awakens. Five stars. I saw it twice already. It just opened last Friday, so I saw it last Friday, and I saw it yesterday Monday. Um. Thoughts on Force Awakens? I really enjoyed it. I'm going to see it again later this week uh, for a second time. I think it is... I, I can see where some folks... I, I know Ben, in his review over at Strangers and Aliens, was concerned about the fact that it does cycles of things that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, but Star Wars is big on cycles, so it's not shocking to see something Death Star-like or to uh, see transitions in folks' life, because we've seen those before. Um, I feel like, you know, the end is not a trench run per se. It's definitely a little different. Um, I think it's a Star Wars movie made by people that love Star Wars. Yeah, I loved it. 
Sorry, I know it's not like a lot of references, so I'm flipping through your trade here. So you bought the issues and you bought the trade? No, I didn't buy the issues. So with the stuff that isn't Star Wars, isn't Darth Vader, and isn't Kanan, I have decided on those after Lando. I've gone to trade. So with Kanan, why why that one? Just because you're watching Rebels? No, because I watch it. I read it with my son. Oh, okay. That's cool. So I keep asking him, do you, do you want us to stop it? And he's like, no, no, I, I like it. And I think he likes that well, monthly. I can't find it quickly, so just trust me. He likes that monthly checking. She mentions that her young son's name is Poe once or twice, maybe three times. Uh, and that's really the only interesting thing I thought happened in this whole book. See, her the pilot's name is Shara Bay. Yep. So I, I talked to my father and Poe last week. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So her husband's in here, too. Yep. So I'm assuming his last name is Dameron. I can't remember. Well, and here's where they get together. Yeah, so... I'm looking for Sergeant Dameron. Ah. Uh, there it is. Wow! Yeah, crazy, I huh? totally missed that. Yeah, well, I, and you well wonder, you know... In, if you hadn't seen the movie yet, you would miss that, because you're not worried about what the kid's name is that's mentioned briefly. So, in Lost Stars, which is the best of all of those... Uh, that's a novel? It's a novel, young adult novel. Okay. Uh, think kind of closer to Hunger Games than Little Little Kitty. Okay. But in that book, you have the Battle of Jakku. Oh. And in the Battle of Jakku, you find out why that, what Star Destroyer that is that's on the ground okay. and how it crashed. What are your thoughts on the, again, spoilers here for Force Awakens. What are your thoughts on the awesome new character, Ray? First of all, I love Ray, love Finn, love Poe, love BB 8. Uh, I even liked Maz, whatever her last name is, the little alien lady oh, that okay. was up in. Like, I love all the new characters, basically. But specifically Rey, who... Is, is she related to everybody, or is she just her own character? Well, I, I think we're all assuming right at the moment, and maybe they'll change this on us, that she's a Luke kid. She seems like she's either Luke's kid or or uh, Kylo Ren's twin. Yeah, and but, I don't think it's Ren's twin, just because I think Ren would have had a reaction. And Han and Leia would have realized they also had a daughter. Yeah. Probably. Well, and I've heard some folks say, well, Han really seems to take to her. Yeah. Well, he does. Maybe he realizes it's his niece. Maybe he yeah. doesn't. I think if it was his kid, he would definitely have, like, yeah, I hit a kid on Jakku. Wink, wink, yeah. and now we're on Jakku. Um, Do you think... Well, but if she's Force-sensitive, she has to be related to Leia, not Han. Well, no, I mean, Force-sensitive... And my wife and I had this conversation, too. Okay. So, she's like, well, you have to have a Jedi parent to be a Jedi. And that's not true, because you got to remember, in the Republic, Jedi weren't allowed to have attachments. Okay, yeah. Which meant the Jedi weren't having children. Right. So, the new Jedi were coming from, from children that manifested the Force randomly. Okay, like Anakin. Yeah, uh, well, no. Well, we don't know who his dad is. Though. We don't know who his dad is, but I mean, we can assume that Obi Wan Kenobi's parents weren't Jedi. He okay. he manifested with them after he was born, and then the Jedi came and take took him. Which, ironically, the First Order is doing the same thing. They're taking children yeah. too. They're just making him stormtroopers. So I would probably I'd be fine either way. If Rey ends up being related to Luke, that's fine. If she ends up being her own character with her own family. That's fine too, but the way they did those flashback vision scenes, it seems like there's more happening. There, there's there. more. Somebody hit her. 
Yeah. Somebody hit her on a desert world. Mm-hmm. I wonder who that happened to. Yeah. Um, and the, that lightsaber's calling to her. Yeah. And that lightsaber's been used by three genera- two generations of Skywalkers. And she's a third. It's, she'd be like a third. She doesn't and, have a last name. And she... Ray Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. Um, and... Uh, that, I lost what, my thought. Uh, what do you think about Finn? Is I, th- I personally thought he was hilarious and awesome. Here, here's what I love about Finn, and I love Finn. Finn's my son's favorite character out of okay. the movie. Uh, Finn does things because they're right. Right. Yeah. And and so except for lying a little, but he came around. He came around, but I mean, even at the beginning, you know, when he's he's running away, when he's not shooting in battle. He's doing these things not because of any high, grand, rebellious idea. He is doing it because it's right. Right. I help you because it's right. Um, and I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, again, it's not some big, like, high-standing, blah, blah, blah. It's the right thing to do is to help you out in this situation because yeah. I saw people bullying you. Okay. And so I love that about Finn. And I understand why he's terrified. He's basically been a slave his entire life. Yeah. And he's been tortured and conditioned. Mm-hmm. I would want nothing to do with the First Order either. Do you have any idea on why of all the kids that became Stormtroopers, Finn was able to break out of that no. mental brainwashing? No clue. Do you think that's going to be well, important but they, or but, Well, but let's remember this too. They have reconditioning. Right, but do you think it's going to be... He was going to go through reconditioning. He's probably not the first. Okay, yeah, because he... Said that was his first battle. So, yeah. like, we saw him right at the beginning of his Stormtrooper career. He's just been living on that base probably. Well, he said he was doing sanitation. He's doing sanitation. Yeah. So, okay. Um, last thing about Star Wars comics. I've read, like I said, the first trade. Uh, I read Sharon Empire. A part of me, and I know you like them. A part of me just feels like, even though they are in the technical canon, it seems like fan fiction type business like all this stuff i know they're inserting in between the movies and so i don't know how seriously to take it because i know there's disney is saying it's canon but are we really now believe that prior to empire strikes back if you look at vader down luke and darth vader had this intense uh space battle in their ships uh i mean well ben ben would hate it because ben's philosophy on it was marvel was always told the two can't meet yeah so i know that when he felt like issue number one they were leading them towards meeting and he hated that yeah hated it uh again i don't know if they're gonna meet head to head well they did already in issue two Uh, well but i mean here on vader down i don't know if that's where it's heading i can tell you spoilers that luke also crashed and luke is now heading to the smoke where vader is yes okay yeah, I mean, so I like it, but it just feels like, how seriously can I take this in light of the movies? It's just kind of fun, like, in-between stories that maybe happen. So, to me, what's really a good example is the Lando series. Which, again, the Lando series is the last one that I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, and this is going to sound really weird for me to say this. The Lando series can almost be called Lobot. I don't, know, I don't know who Lobot is. Lobot is the guy on Cloud City with the computer band around his head. Okay. His assistant. Okay. A bald head. He's like the main character in that yes. series. And so you get, well, you get a ton of background about Lobot and Lando's relationship. Okay. The fact that they're close as brothers. And there are things of real significance that happen in Lando to okay. Lobot that helps explain Lobot's personality in Empire. So that's thing makes me more interested 
And even like backstory like the old republic, if they yeah. were to bring some of that stuff in, that would feel more legit to me. Like, okay, I can see how that fits into the canon. But it's hard for me to come to terms with these head-to-head battles that our main casts versus Vader are having and then think, well, when the movie happens, it's as if that really never happened. They don't seem to have that history that we see in the comics. So, yeah, I like what you're saying about the Lando one. I could see that helping to add some background to the story. But if you start to put things in between the movies or in between scenes, then it's kind of like, okay, kind of cool, but I don't take this very seriously, even though I understand Disney is saying this is canon. So, Well, I get it. It's going through the story group. Yeah, so, all right, want to talk about Secret Wars? Let's do all Secret Wars. One through eight. The last issue comes out in two weeks. So, here's my assessment of, of Secret Wars. Okay. I'm going to do a visual. So, okay. like, so, Secret Wars came out at number one, and it was just kind of like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. And then I went to issue number two. Now, my hand is skyrocketing up. Right, because two, in some ways, was like issue one, and one, in some ways, was like issue the final Z- issue of... The Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah, because that it, in one, they're like getting the life raft ready, yep. they're running around. It, it's really uh, and you the see final the end. You see the, the Earths are destroyed. And just as a reminder, this is a multiversal story where universes collide, everybody's dying. Go ahead. So we get to number two. Number two. All spoilers. Jack's up, and we're in Battle World. And we, we learn about Doom's family, Doom's yep. court. We learn about how this society is set up. We're getting this great world building. Yeah. We get to see God Doom at his best. Yeah. And then we get into three, and that's continuing. And then we get into four, and I'm still feeling good. Yeah. And then we get into five, and I say, wait a minute, did I miss something? Wait, now is five, which episode was the, or which issue was the Molecule Man? Was that four or five? It was probably five. Because I think I was good up until that issue. Yeah, I think I, I remember being good for like three issues and being like super, super yeah. excited because I binge read the first three. Oh, OK. So uh, I was super, super, super excited. Yeah. And then about that time, I'm like, did I miss something? And then I got to the next issue and I was like, wait, did I miss something? I and then I get to this issue and I and so basically we begin to drop and I get to this issue, and I say to myself something like, here, number eight, wait, wh- when did Franklin get Galactus? Yeah. When did he get to make him his robot drone? Because I don't remember that happening. And, and I think where part of the disconnect is, is when I was reading, like, one through four, I was under the assumption that I could read uh, the Secret Wars miniseries and not need to read the, the side series to understand what's going on. Yeah. And I think what's happening is that... Uh, I'm now at the point where stuff is happening in some of these side series that you need to know in order to understand what's happening in the main series. Okay. So I've read a lot of the tie-ins. So, and but I, I'm I, reading them all in trade, so I haven't read them. I, I've read a bunch of issues, ones that had variant covers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that was it. Here, Well, here's what I was going to say. I've read a lot of the tie-ins, and they don't connect with this story, if from what I've seen so far. So I just brought up my iPad, which has the digital... Uh, versions. So up through uh, issue five, issue five is the Molecule Man issue, uh, where we find out basically exactly how Doom gained control, gained his godlike powers. And if you don't know what's happening in Secret Wars, Doom has been given godlike powers by the Beyonders. He created a mishmash world uh, of the multiverse. So it's like instead of having different chunks of different planets, we have different chunks of different multiverses or multi, I don't know. 
parallel universes all together. So that way you can have stories from Age of Apocalypse with Old Man Logan and with, uh, what's another one, House of M. Yep. And the main Ultimate Universe and the main 616. And so it's like, there's tons of this Planet Hulk. You've got uh, Future Imperfect. So Don't that, world, Weird World for Ben. Weird World. So all these different chunks of the parallel universes are all on one Earth or one world run by Doom who has godlike power. So he is known as the god Doom by all the people. No one remembers their old lives. They only remember Battle World and Doom until this life raft, this multiversal life raft of heroes from 616 and Ultimate Universe uh, come to Battle World. They do have their memories left over because Reed Richards and Black Panther had created this life raft to survive the collapse of the multiverse. So now they're causing a ruckus. And now people are starting to question, where did Doom get his powers? Why is he the god? So there starts to be sort of a revolution. Okay, now here's what I was leading up to. Issue 5 gives us the background and how it all happens. And then starting in issue 6, issue 7, issue 8, it feels like every time I've opened up the issue, a ton had happened between the issues that I had missed, just like what you're saying. But I don't think they are in any of the time issues. I think it's just supposed to show us that time is passing and things are changing because I don't know in which tie-ins it would even fit. Because as you know from some of the tie-ins and trades, well, I assumed like the Thors and the Captain America, Captain Marvels. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure, but I don't think so because, and I haven't read every one, but um, all the tie-ins I'm reading are more like what-if stories. So they're taking place on Battle World, but some of them don't even mention Doom. And if they do, it's a passing reference. And I mean, it's kind of cool for me as a fan of what-if, and Ben Avery would like this as well. It's just like all these different what-if miniseries happening where sometimes Doom is a bigger part of it and sometimes he's not at all. So, all that to say, I think it's potentially bad writing or... And you love Hickman, so that actually has to hurt for you to say. It is, yeah, it does hurt. But, I mean, I could be wrong. Like, I haven't read the Captain Marvels and the Carol Corps. Maybe that ties in. I haven't read Thor's all the way through. Maybe it ties in and I just don't know. But from what I can tell, based on what I'm hearing from other people... And this could be wrong. I think it's just all taking place in Secret Wars. And the way that they're telling the story, it's just that time is elapsing and we have to just kind of play catch up. I think. I could be wrong. Here's what I need. I need him to not do nine issues of this. Well, you know... He needs to... He need This could be done in six or seven. So it was originally supposed to be eight and then they extended it to a ninth. And I don't know why exactly, but it's also been suffering from... Delays because of I think the artwork or maybe it's the writing I, I don't know. I, I, here's all I know: I've already read all new Avengers number one, all that, new all different Avengers. That's the thing that is really bad about this is they were supposed to end Secret Wars and then start the all new all different universe. There's a ton of issues out in this. Like we know everything's fine at the end of Secret Wars. We know some characters are missing, but we don't know why. So I think this is kind of a problem. Like Secret Wars was so cool when we first talked about it in January, the idea of everything. And I think it has not lived up to what it could be. And I agree. I agree. Because, I, again, I got the issue two, and then I was like, I have to get everything now and read it. Yeah. I mean, I'm still picking up every issue. I still am enjoying it. I still like it. And I think when I'm, it's all said and done, this will probably be, well, I, don't, I can't say five-star story if, if I think there no, are things missing. No, it's not five. But four, 4.5. 4. So, I mean, it's good. It's Here's enjoyable. It feels... Huge. It feels epic. Do you think you're going to like this more than you did Convergence? Oh, well, let's talk about Convergence. You and I were already talking about it earlier this morning. I think I will like it more than Convergence, but I tend to be a Marvel fan in general. 
but also convergence. So um, again, spoilers here, but we talked about this in January that convergence is also a multiversal story where again, well, it's not a collapse of this time. It's more there's somebody taking chunks of different parallel universes yep. before they die and putting them all on one world. So sounds a little familiar to Battle World. Uh, so when Crisis on Infinite Earths happened and their multiverse collapsed, well, some alien power was taking cities from that those different universes before the collapse and saving them. Same thing with Zero Hour. Same thing with Flashpoint. Flashpoint. So uh, we've got all these different characters from the whole history of DC Comics. And now they're gonna, they're meant to do battle with each other on this world. It's not Wh- battle world. It's just a world where they do battle. Which the main miniseries does not have any battles, really. I mean, it's a group, mostly Earth Two heroes. That's the thing. I I don't think. And, and it really threw me that it was Earth Two heroes that was leading the charge against uh, Telos. Unless you and I had a library where we could get these things so easy, I probably wouldn't have picked up Earth Two, and then to have them be the leads. In the story, so we're saying no Superman that we know. But not, nope. fam- not a familiar Superman, not a familiar Batman. I mean, it's got versions of those characters, but they're parallel universe versions. Uh, I don't think that would have been very satisfying. I mean, for me, I was reading Earth 2, so it was good It, it for was me. nice to see the Earth 2 heroes get prop, you yeah. know, to get some support. But, but it's again, New 52 Earth 2. Yeah, it's it, not- yeah, it's New 52 Earth 2, which yeah. we can get into too, yeah. you know, because there's multiple Earth 2s floating around, yeah. around in this. But they're they're not prominent at all. They're versions that the general public wouldn't know. No. So the Jay Garrick that's in this main miniseries is what I like to call the young pre-marriage Jay Garrick. Yep. Um, where he's like more of a almost more of a Wally West. Totally. Than he is a Jay Garrick yeah. because Jay Garrick is you know a distinguished, wise, mm-hmm. older speedster. This Jay Garrick is the hothead youngster. Give him some red hair. Yeah. You know, it is Wally West. I think that's a yeah. good analysis. Um, so they're very, very different versions yeah. of those Earth Two than many people are used to. Used to. So it shocked me that it wasn't Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman from the new. 52. And do they ever show up? Maybe at the very end, or I, I don't uh, remember. Not really majorly, though. I, I. So what did you make of? We'll talk about the tie-ins in a second, but just the main series. What were your thoughts on convergence? Um, so there's a moment where. They have to go do some stuff, and it's like key stuff. Mm-hmm. I even wrote this on Goodreads. It was literally like spoilers. Yeah, someone says we have to go, and then you turn the page, and the next panel is basically like they resolved it all, and it was all off screen. Yeah, well, I can't remember how that all happened. Yeah, but there, seriously, there's a moment where they're literally like the key moment is coming. Let's send our heroes. And then they resolved it off screen? And then they resolved it off screen. Because I read it months ago. I don't remember how it all happened. But I remember feeling pretty good about it. Like, I think I gave it a pretty high score. I think I probably gave it a three and a half. I think I gave it a four and a half. But but again, that moment right there, that's your main action. You got to show that. Yeah. You you can't resolve your issue off screen. Yeah. That is a problem. And and then, so the tie-ins, I've read four trades of it. You've read three. No, I've read... Five. Five. Okay. So tell me if this is what is a good summary of the tie-ins. So Wait, which there's some really good tie-ins. Just real quick before I want you to say this, but real quick, every tie-in is a two-issue story featuring some character from the history of DC, uh, and it all ties into convergence so that they're pitting one hero versus another hero from a different parallel universe. And uh, the main the five no, four? There's main eras. We're looking at zero hour. We're looking at 
pre-Crisis on Infinite Earths, pre-Flashpoint, and pre-Infinite Crisis. Well, yeah, pre-Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, so here's, so here's, here's the summary. Title hero slash heroes will win fight. Yep. Always. Always. Will fight someone, in most cases, relatively minorly obscure. I'm sorry. This is the first time I read the Atomic Knights. Yeah. Now, I will agree, you know, Red Sun, Superman, pretty big. Yeah. But some of these, the Exiles, the Exiles keep showing up again and again and again. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't even know who these Exiles are. It was kind of cool when they had a few of the Red Rain vampire characters that showed up. Say, I haven't read that one. I haven't read it, but you're familiar with it, yeah. right? But, I mean, it's, it's like stuff like that. Heroes will win without actually killing other other city. Yes, because a commission by Talos, who's this, like, god-like person who's running the world, is... You guys, your hero, the champions of each world fight. Whichever world wins, the other world dies. And but, all the people die. And they, like, turn to dust. It's yeah, like... But Telos, he never, like... He, like, will stop a fight. Like, that guy's got a hangnail. You win! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? He's not dead. Yeah, so no one died, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I know the in Western, some... the Western world. Did you yeah, see well, and the Western world is really the only city that we see kind of... Go to dust. Yeah. At least in the ones I've seen. And that's the other thing. Is you win and then like the winning heroes will like stand around in the defeated city and nobody dies. No. The city doesn't go away. As you said earlier today, Telos has a horrible discipline problem because yeah. he does not follow through. Yeah, he he makes a threat. The city still stands. Yeah. I mean, if he was a parent, his kids would never take him seriously. Never. So these heroes, they shouldn't take him seriously. But the problem is, is so like the first issue that I read in trades, because I had read, I think, five of the, the series. But in trade, the first one that I read uh, was Flashpoint number four, Flashpoint one, and I gave it four stars. Okay. And then I read two more, three more, and I gave them all three stars. And I think it's just because the formula is grading on me. I think my favorite two issue story that I've read so far, and I haven't read them all, I really liked, speaking of that Flashpoint volume one, they had... The pre-Flashpoint Superman, who's married to Lois, and in this world, she's pregnant. He has to face uh, the Flashpoint versions of Superman, Shazam, who is Captain Thunder there, uh, Cyborg, and the Flashpoint Batman. And that was, I mean... I like seeing, those characters. I like seeing those characters. Well, you and I were fans of Flashpoint. Um, I liked Superman and Lois Lane being together and having a nice family. He... Didn't rush to the action at one scene. He just said, let's just sit here together for a moment. So there was a nice relational thing happening. I, you know, I've been, Superman's been growing on me. Four years ago, not my favorite character, but I've been kind of digging classic, like, good-natured Superman. I, mean, I was all right with it. Yeah. And that was good. Uh, my favorite so far, you haven't read it, is the Just Society of America. Okay. Too. I read it in the trade. It's not one of the ones that I was buying. Uh it's kind of cool because uh, – so a little bit of a spoiler for you. Uh, every city has been domed for a year. Mm-hmm. So this is your traditional Justice League uh, – Earth 2 Justice Society of America. The traditional folks, uh, Jay and Dr. Fate and Green Lantern. And they're all a little older to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so being domed for a year with no powers, they all have rapidly aged to their oh, real age. Oh, Interesting. So there's a lot of discussion about 
how they miss heroing. Yeah. Do they pass it on to Infinity Inc.? You know, oh, is it cool. time for them to take over? Yeah. Um, what do they have left in their battery? Okay. Um, and then when faced with a challenge and being designated as champions, what can they do? Because they're they're a bunch of old men. Interesting. One, you know, who do you know who wrote that by any chance? I don't know off the top of my head. Because one thing I've liked about it is that they've been. It might. It might. It was somebody I liked. Uh, it makes me think of James Robinson. It wasn't James Robinson, was it? it? I, I think it might have actually been Dan Abnett. So one thing I've liked about what they did with these two issue miniseries is that. They've been bringing back creators who maybe don't work for DC anymore or haven't worked for them for a while just to do these two-issue stories. And maybe uh, you've got a, a writer who, well, Dan Jurgens, he created Booster Gold. So uh, bring him on to do the two-issue Booster Gold story. Uh, I think that's been pretty good. Um, yeah, and Earth 2 was not focused on at all. I'm talking about the new 52 Earth 2, not focused on at all in the actual tie-ins because they had so much focus in the... Main story. I don't know. I remember I read, I bought the issues for that because you and I were at a comic store months ago and I just kind of, I, I think I got a little sucked into the whole convergence thing. So you got me excited too. I was grabbing them right and left. <laughs> yeah. So I bought all the issues of the story and then read them in one sitting. Dan Abnett. Wow. Nice one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, read, mo- well, maybe not in one, almost in one sitting. I read convergence straight through, uh, one evening when I had some free time and it was a good experience to read just, from cover to cover, but I've been reading Earth 2. I knew those heroes. I don't think somebody coming in, having never read anything from the new 52 Earth 2, would have enjoyed Convergence at all, really. It's hard to tell. I, I, I mean, you had to also read... They were just Wor- kind of fun stories. Besides Earth 2, you had to also have been reading World's End, the Earth, the lead-up to Convergence that starred the Earth 2 heroes. Well, to, in order to understand the Convergence miniseries, I do believe you had to read Earth's End, World's End. There was two, weren't there? World, Future's End and World's End. Yes. World's yeah. End is... I actually never third. finished Future's End. I finished Future's End. Okay, was that okay? I think it didn't make a whole lot of sense in the end. Okay. You hey, I... let's talk about something important. Okay. Okay, so you re- you read Aquaman because of Jeff Johns. Yeah. Okay. So, again, did you stop reading Aquaman when he left? Or did you st- stop reading in the Parker era? I stopped in the Parker era. Okay. And by the way, I think the Parker era was pretty okay. It was yeah. pretty good. Uh, Parker's got a very mo- monster-centric writing style. He okay. loves monsters. And yeah. he's quirky. He created a new character. I think it was the Chimera. Yeah. And I read the first volume with that. So I think I read the first five trades of Aquaman. If there are five or six. I'm not sure. Um, I could go look on the shelf. I think it's six. You keep talking. I think it's six. By the way, it's going to end with the one. So he left during the Parker era. And I liked the Parker era. It wasn't the same as the Johns era. It was different. And then we entered the Bun era. And and Matt, I'm a fool. I've double dipped. I'm getting all the Bun issues. Oh, no. And I've ordered the Bun trade. Do you actually like it? You know, I can understand things that he is trying to do. And he's trying to be different. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not a, always a big fan of Bun. I actually, as said on Welcome to Level 7, when Bun writes Deadpool, it's some of my least favorite Deadpool. Uh, I went and checked your shelf, and I have not read 6, which is called Maelstrom. Okay. Uh, so so the next one's 7. So, uh, so Bun, again, I, I'm not in love with it. I understand where things like Fire and Water, how they become depressed about it. Yeah. Um, there's a moral choice that occurs in there that I, I very much dislike. Okay. 
Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, just tell me. So, so called... Aquaman, Aquaman comes home because him and Mira have got issues. Well, oh wait, where I left off, Chimera was on the scene. Then what happens next? And Maelstrom and... Uh, and Maelstrom, he goes and looks for his mom. Okay, and she's bad now, right? Um, She's gray. Okay, and then what? And then we go into this new thing, and when we go into this new thing by Bun, it's like months later, and Aquaman's no longer king of Atlantis, and him and Mera are fighting. Who is the king of Atlantis? Uh, well, no one's the king of the. There's the queen of Atlantis, is which Mera, is Mera. The, Mera is the queen? How does yes. she become queen? Because through Aquaman. And they are separated? They are separated. Because in Future's End, in the Future's End story, they're separated, and she's the leader of Atlantis, and Aquaman is with Yawara. Yep. Is that what's happening? No. It's not what's happening. Okay. And he's got a new costume, and basically what's happening... Wait, is his costume the Future's End costume? No. I love the Future's End Aquaman costume. But but what's happening is, uh, basically, another world is invading ours, and it's like a a parallel Atlantis, and basically, they had once fled Atlantis, and basically what Arthur sees is there's these good people that are there, and there's bad people there. And so he's trying, he's the king of both. Okay. So he's trying to save those people where what Mara, I'm doing in quotes, wants to do is she wants to destroy them all okay. because that's how you keep Atlantis safe. Okay. So they've separated because they have these different missions. Different ideologies. Yes. But, so this is the thing that I severely dislike. From Colin Bunn's run. Yes. So uh, Aquaman goes home to talk to Mara. Okay. You know, we got to work this out. And while they're there... Boom, chicka, bow, bow. Okay. A little of that, okay. a little something, something keep, keep happened. I had a little dancing going. Okay. And then we find out it's not Mara. It's Siren. Who's Siren? It's like her twin evil sister. I didn't even know she had a twin evil sister. Well, she's got a twin. She's evil. It may not actually be a sister. So Siren's been running Atlantis? Yes. So where's Mara? But she's like locked up. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but Arthur has had intercourse with someone who's not Mara. Uh-oh. And it's no bad will on his part, but now we're going to have all this CW drama about it. So you're that's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but here's the big question. So Jeff Johns is going to come back and he's going to do Atlantis stuff. Are you back in for that? Well, is that just a miniseries? I think it might be because the thing is... Or it could is, be an original graphic novel. What I'm really excited about is Dan Abnett. What's Dan Abbott doing? Oh, he's going to do the He's ongoing. taking over from Bunn. Oh, yeah. Colin Bunn left, and I heard that he was, like, kind of disgruntled because the fans... He was disgruntled before he even started. Well, no, like, I, he had some ideas, and the fans didn't receive it well, and I think he got his feelings hurt yeah, about it. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. But he, he was basically done before the first issue went out. Like, people were... Yeah, he was, like, he was like, I'm kind of done writing uh, and he makes really horrible comments like, it's impossible to keep Aquaman, po- you know, good Aquaman. No, it's not. Ask Jeff Parker. Or Jeff Johns. Yeah. I, it doesn't take Jeff Johns. What? Jeff Parker did it. But here's why I'm excited. Why did Jeff Dan- Parker leave? I don't know. I, I don't know if they just took him off. Did you know Jeff Parker's run on Batman 66 ended? I don't know if they, they're just not working with him anymore. Because he did do an Agents of Atlas one-off for Marvel. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if he left or if they chose to lay. Is he do, doing Justice League Canada or United or no, whatever No, the it United is? one, that got canceled as well. So, yeah, I don't know what Parker's doing. Mm, Parker's a good writer. Yeah. But Abnett. That's pretty good. Abnett is why we have Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. movie. Because Abnett made the Guardians cool again. But... Yeah, Abner and Landing are more known for 
for cosmic. So the is the Atlantis realm sort of like its but, own cosmic realm. But again, my favorite of this convergence is Damn Man and it's Justice Society of America, which has nothing cosmic to That's it. That's true. Interesting. It's just well written, good superhero stuff. So if you want to hear me be excited about Aquaman, Ben, start picking up Aquaman so again the, when, when Abnick comes Should back. Should I pick it up? I think he starts whenever Bun's run is done in January or February. Do you think that they're going to ignore what happened with uh, Bun and uh, Parker? Because it feels like Jeff John's run is like pretty set in stone. Well, but the Parker run just kind of adds to the Jeff John's okay. run. I mean, you and I both heard him interviewed and he said, what did he want to be known for? He wanted to be known for not messing up Aquaman. Yeah. You did. Okay. You did not mess up Aquaman. Okay. You did not. Bun, who thinks that Aquaman is a horrible character and that no one can write it and write good yeah, Aquaman. That's a problem. That's a problem because, A, if that's the way you feel, you shouldn't be writing Aquaman. He's a character with decades of history. Yeah. <coughs> There's a good character there. Yeah. Come on. I'll check out the I mean, I'll definitely <laughs> read the when Jeff Johns gets back. Like, if that just goes straight to trade, I'll just pick up that and... Uh, yeah, I love that. But I'm a little emotional about Aquaman and Abnett. I think Abnett coming on is fantastic. Yeah. Sounds I love good. what he does. All right, well, uh, should we take a little break and then go to the comic store? We do, because we need to get going. So we'll go to the comic store, buy some stuff, come back and talk more, and our day of fun will continue. All right. All right. Boys Day! Wait, what did you say? Boise? Boys Day. Boys Day. Sounds like you said Boise. Boys I thought you were giving Idaho a shout out. And we're back. We're in the car. We're driving around. All right. So I think first stop will be Culver's for lunch. And then we had gone to the comic book store briefly, then had to leave to go do a family errand. And now we may go back there and we may go back to my place so I can get Daniel his other comics that I have. Actually, do you know, have I ever given you those five issues of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one? No, you haven't. Okay, so... Here. I thought you were mailing those to Ben. No, I didn't do that yet. Yeah. So maybe I'll give them to you and you can be in charge of that. So basically, oh, the listeners... Man. The listeners... I have to be responsible for them. Here's what happened. Uh, ben Avery noticed that on Discount Comic Book Service, where you, which you can go to at DC... Wait, is it DCBS.com or... Yep. DC? Okay. Uh, he noticed... That this is a pre-ordering website... Uh, that Shield Number One was on sale a few months after it debuted, so I bought him five copies to give to the listeners of Welcome to Level Seven, and I still have them. I've had them for months, and that's not good because we gave them away months ago. You gave them away already? Yeah. <laughs> Pilot episode, uh, premiere episode of the season, dude. Oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah we we he, gave them away a while ago. It's kind of funny. He's never asked them for asked me for them, but maybe he thought that you had them. Uh, no, he he knew I didn't have them because I sent him a message that said, "Hey, somebody asked when they're going to get their comic." Oh, that's hilarious! No, they're well, they're in my closet right now, listener. So if you're out there and you won one of those comics, good news, they're safe and sound. I actually put them in um, the plastic bags and I have them boarded. So spend a little extra for you there, listener. And I'm not, I don't even work on that podcast. I'm you, just you don't you don't. I'm just a, a good agent, a good citizen in the <laughs> podcasting community. Uh, I, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought you'd already sent him those, so. So I'll get you those, and we'll try to track down that one Civil War issue that you seem to think that I got for you. You you totally told me you were getting it, <laughs> and then in return, I was supposed to buy you a comic. No, I believe you. I mean, I I know that that story happened. 
I forgot that it ever happened. But, but it's the last S.H.I.E.L.D. variant that I don't oh, have. Man. I know it's a real story. I just don't know where that is. So, well, Which here. makes me nervous. Should be fine. All right, here we are, Culver's. Goodbye. Okay, we're back here. We are now in my studio room, however, still using the mini recorder. So the audio can remain consistent. We like consistency, Matthew. That's right. Uh, Daniel, you just got done reading Secret Wars 8. I did. And we didn't actually talk about where... We talked about Secret Wars as a whole. And we talked about our complaints about how there's there seems like there's gaps in between. But you didn't actually tell me what you felt about that particular issue. Which is the penultimate issue. Well, let's talk about Chekhov's toothpick. Okay. So those of uh, who listen to Welcome to Level 7 know that we talk about Chekhov's axe and Chekhov's shotgun, but there was a certain hero, that would be Peter Quill, who was playing a lot with a toothpick in his mouth. And it was really driving me crazy, because this toothpick, well, it defied gravity. His mouth would be gaping open. He would be in shock. Uh, but yet that toothpick would still be there just balanced so precociously there on his lip. Like at any moment, that toothpick could just just drop out of his mouth, but it never did. No, it did not. And, and it was like every scene with this toothpick, Peter Quill and his toothpick. And as we know, Peter Quill's often known for his toothpicks. Just like Dusty Baker, former manager of the Chicago Cubs. It's not true. He's not known for his toothpicks. Yeah, so it was getting annoying. So about halfway through, I said to myself, they better do something with that toothpick because I'm tired of seeing it. And I'll be honest, I didn't even pick up on the fact that that toothpick was going to be important. Yeah. And it was. It was. Thank heavens. Uh, As far as the issue itself, I mean, I was fine with it. Um, I didn't feel as disjointed as in past issues just because this one does feel like it built built off seven Mm -hmm. because we've got the... The casualties from the battle from Seven still here, um, and we're seeing Reed's plan, the the Reed's plan kind oh, of playing out. I do like that the ultimate Reed, who is a villain known as the Maker, and how Six One Six Reed are teaming up. I mean, you know what? What? What do they say? You know, uh, there's a saying, and I can't think of it right now. The friend of my enemy is my the enemy of my enemy is my friend. No, I think I was thinking of desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, it's desperate. Yeah. I, I don't think that 616 Reed exactly trusts. And I mean, the nice thing about that is we do have two missing heroes. We know for a fact in the all-new, all-different world. With the Richards. Well, there's more than that. The people that in the all-new, all-different universe, whatever Earth that is, I don't think they've given it a number yet. Although once I did hear they might be calling it Earth 8, uh, we're missing Reed and Sue Richards, and we're missing Cyclops. Well, and Cyclops died earlier. He died in Secret Wars, but does that translate? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But but this could have an explanation for why Reed has disappeared in Secret Wars 9. Because the Maker is part of the all-new, all-different universe. Yes, he is. So the ultimate people that cross over that we know for sure are Ultimate Reed Richards, Ultimate Miles Morales, and I've heard that some of Miles Morales', Miles Morales cast members, like his friend... Are in the new series. Come on, be bold. What? Why do they have to do that? There's no explanation. Yeah. What's next? His dad made it through? Yeah, probably his whole cast made it through, I bet. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know how this is all going to pan out. Wouldn't so, it be more interesting if Miles Morales was stuck in the all-new, all-different Marvel Universe and had no cast? He had to completely start from scratch? Wouldn't that be more interesting? Maybe, but I really did like how it was going before. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I like Secret Wars. I just want to put that out there. But I think it's inevitable it's going to have a semi-disappointing ending. And not to be negative, I just... The way the release has been happening, now it's already... Because when we originally planned today to record, Secret Wars 9 was supposed to come out tomorrow, Wednesday the 24th. No, Wednesday the 20th. What day is today? 23rd? 22nd. 22nd. Yeah, so Wednesday the 23rd. Which makes sense, because they were putting out comics for tomorrow when we were there. Right. Yep, so... But then they pushed it to January something. I think it's like the first week in January now. Well, with me being on DCBS, I'll get it in February. I know. I pre-ordered mine as well, but I'll have to, I'll have to pick up a copy because I can't wait. You devil dipper. I know. So well, so so I like Secret Wars. I've been enjoying it. Of course, I'm going to buy the next and final issue. I just am worried that how are they going to tie everything up, and is it going to all make sense? And we'll see. I'm not. I jumped pretty much totally off of the old, new, old, different titles. The only one I'm actively picking up is Silver Surfer, which I've just been following since it started. In 2014, I believe. And well, you're going to laugh at me. I jumped off of Amazing Spider-Man, and I'm not going to pick up the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Which shocking. I mean, I'll buy the trades, though. You're going to get the first issue, right? Well, it's on sale on DCBS. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get the first issue. I mean, I'm even getting the first issue of Deadpool, Mer- Merc for Money, or whatever it is. Did you get Deadpool and Spider-Man team up? No. That would be kind of cool. Well, oh. but I'm getting the Deadpool mark for money because it's a, the action fixture variant cover. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we, we keep talking about DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service. Real quick, if, you like a pre, if you'd like to check out a pre-ordering service, I really enjoy Discount Comic Book Service. The only problem with it is that you have to pay extra to get your books weekly. So I pay the lowest shipping rate, which means I get my books once a month. So I have to wait until the end of the month to get everything that came out that month. So that's why Daniel and I are saying, well, I pre-ordered it, but I'll also probably go and buy it. Because if it's the first week of January, I can't wait. I've just been too excited to wait four weeks. I'm going to wait. What, really? Well, unless you send me your code, and then I send you my code when I get it in February. We could do that. Okay. Uh, So... We could do a little code swapping. Let's see. But but, But wait, DCBS, do you recommend it? Yeah, I've I've been doing it for uh, three months now. And I've been really happy with uh, again I, that Suicide Squad got gotten it under ten bucks. Oh yeah, that's I, the thing. I if you pre-order them, they're cheaper. Like they are, every single issue is less expensive than it would be if you bought it at the comic store. And for some specific issues, like we're saying, the Miles Morales Spider-Man number one issue that's coming out soon, it had a special discount. Like so, you could and oh, and every trade and hardcover is fifty percent off. The first month it goes on sale. Yep. So, like, uh, I don't tend to buy a lot of Valiant other than Archer and Armstrong, but I've been getting all the Ivar. Yeah. Because it's written by Fred Van Lenty, who wrote their first Archer and Armstrong resurgence, and I love that. And it's got her, it's got Armstrong in it. So, I've been uh, been shopping a little bit more with some stuff that I wouldn't have gotten before. And then, again, yeah. it that kind of threw me over the edge because I was only getting S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff and Star Wars and... Now I'm not getting those standalone mini-series for Star Wars. I'm just trading them. I just loaded up my digital versions of Secret Wars, so I can say a few things here. 
here are some things that jumped out of nowhere that I hope exist in some other tie-in issue, and that they it just isn't out of nowhere in these issues. We see Black Swan, who was on one of the life rafts, is now working for Doom. That's not necessarily out of character because she's no. That's part- explained though. That's that explained in Secret Wars. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. I I kind of felt like when Would did it- he even get to? When did they meet up that she would start working for him that fast? Like I do it. Dude, I well, wait, let Miracle me, Man explained it. I know that the Black Swans as an entity work for Doom, yeah. but when did this specific Black Swan? Oh, okay. When did she walk into the room and say, "Hey, God, I'm home"? Yeah, exactly. So that was other the character who is called the Prophet, but we eventually found out was Maximus. When did he take on that moniker and start his revolution? Right. That's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, there is a Carol Danvers who has become. Sort of like a Mr. Sinister. Did you see that? Well, I noticed that... Is she just an alternate version? The Marvels and the Sinisters are working together. Do you think that happened in the Carol Corps? I don't know. That would make sense. This one. Is that... Because was... Yeah, she's got a... Well, I don't know. Was Captain Marvel one of the Life Raft people? I don't think she was. I don't think she was. So maybe this is just an alternate version of her. Well, it has to be then. Well, again, we got the whole Carol core. Oh, uh, we did not talk about this awesome thing. Namor and Black Panther are teaming up. And they got to... Well, and they hate each other! They hate each other, but Black Panther finds an Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, and he's he's willing that power. And then he uses the people of the Marvel zombie universe, or domain, and becomes their king. And now he has a whole zombie army to fight against Doom. Pretty cool. Oh, there's some pretty cool things happening. He's the king of the dead. Yes. Uh, well, there's other there's other cool things that are happening here, but we can't talk about everything good. I would actually like to hear Ben's thoughts on this series, so maybe a different day we could do an overall talk on it. But before I forget, Daniel. Okay. Let me. So you said that there is a civil war issue that I bought. Number for you. one, civil war number one. I know. I, I know that I bought it for you. I don't know where it is, but you, behind me, you texted me and said. You want me to get... And at the time, I was ordering them all. I was like, well, if I, I don't have to pay shipping... Yeah. So, behind me are two boxes of comics. I'm going to just dig through here and see if I can find it. I'm sure it's in here someplace. Then I'll show you some things I have. Ooh. So, I've got some variants for Spider-Man and the X-Men that I haven't read yet. Only one and two. You know, that's an interesting little series. I've got uh, Guardian of the Galaxy 1. This is from All New, All Different, I think. But it's a Michael Allred cover, so I wanted to get it. See, here's the thing. Some of us do like our covers and variants, man. I have this. I know. This, this is, is a Quake This variant. is the Quake action figure variant. Okay, so now... That's pretty awesome. Let me dig through here. Can you hold these? Yeah, hold them upside down because I have them in a certain order. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, what if... Let me, you don't say everything I have in here. Oh, I was with you when you bought some of these. Yeah. These are the shield. This is my two-read pile that I haven't read yet. Well, what are these? Unlimited access. This is, has to do with the Amalgam universe okay. from oh, the 90s. Sorry. Uh, some more what-ifs. You do love your what-ifs, don't you? Oh, I got this one for you. What if Daredevil became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Kind of a cool old super, it, couple old Superman stories. Oh, you also got me that. What if uh, Nick Fury oh, no. fought in outer space? Doesn't look like it's in this one. <laughs> I, I was with you when you bought a lot of this. Okay, so let's put these ones back. It must be, it must be in the other box, hopefully. Let's go check. <laughs> Pretty sure Uh-oh. somebody's going to be paying for shipping. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Okay. All right. All right. So it's in this box. This is oh, Star Trek Green Lantern. No, I'm purposely not reading these yet. You're waiting for them to be done. Well, not just that, but I am still reading through the Jeff Johns Green Lantern run. Okay. Because I have 
two huge omnibuses here on oh, the buy. Oh my goodness, is that you? Her as a as a uh, sapphire. Yeah, it looks like it. They yeah. So. But she's got a green ring on. That's weird. Uh, okay, so hold these here and I'll, I do yeah, I, I'm, un, I'm uncomfortable about this. These box. are your shield variants. I'm getting uncomfortable. Oh my gosh! Oh no! no. Oh. oh my gosh! Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Civil War One variant, with, oh, and it's it, the Civil War Secret Wars title. And it, who is this ooh, character? That's Daisy. That's uh, Mom. It's uh, Daisy's mom. Yeah, Daisy's mom. And here are the five shield issues that I bought. Welcome to level seven. Thanks, you. You're welcome. Uh, and then look what else is in here. Is it wrong if I just send them to Vin and have him distribute them? Because no. I distributed the prize that I no. had. Look what else I, I've been saving I, these. I haven't read them yet. This is, a, this is the Multiversity issue two, which is the conclusion, and the Multiversity Ultimate Com- Ultra comic. I still have not read. We need to. You need to read these, and we need to do our finale on Multiversity. I love this series. I want to finish it desperately. <sighs> so man, I'm so relieved that that was as we were getting to the Bob. I was like, oh man, it's not in here. How do you think I feel? I don't have to pay for shipping. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I have uh, the full run on this Star Trek Green Lantern crossover. I'll read it eventually, but uh, yeah, I kind of want to... See, here's the problem. These uh, these variants, and this is the, the problem with variants. It, your comic book store does most of their variants at regular cost. Yeah. So we were looking at Secret War variants today that were like the, cover, the, the action figure variant, and we were both kind of like... Do we just go ahead and buy that? Oh, I bought Figment 2, the one that I was missing. Well, if we go back right now, I might buy it. <laughs> Let's leave. As a conundrum. Let's go back. But, but well, again, I didn't get this because my comic book store at the time, before I went to DCBS, was jacking this up to $10 mm-hmm. instead of $3.99. Now, DCBS was also jacking it up to 8 All right, let's see. You have to leave in 20 minutes. I don't think it's worth you going back there. No, I'm not I think But just, you could. We'll just hang out here and talk a little bit. Should we conclude this episode? Let's do it. So, uh, well, everybody, thank you for joining us for this episode. I'm not sure how long it will take me to edit it, so likely it will be the new year by the time you're hearing it. It's going to be Christmas here this week for us, so... Merry Christmas from the Comic Book Time Machine. Happy New Year also from the Comic Book Time Machine. Also, and be uh, safe, kids. Make good choices. Wait, don't we want to say where they can uh, find us online? Uh, you can find us online at, I never forget. ComicBookTimeMachine.com. My personal website is TheSciFiChristian.com. Daniel is... BetweenDisney.com and welcome to Level7.com with the 7 spelled out. All right, well, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. And I'm Daniel Butcher. Be safe, kids. Make good choices.